brethren the peace of the lord be with you and welcome we appreciate you and god bless you for being part of this program it's a life-changing divine service brought to you by the atomic hills healing and deliverance ministry the atomic hills healing and deliverance ministry is an interdenominational group made up of selfless dedicated highly gifted anointed ministers from seven different congregations this ministry is passionate about winning souls and biblically nurturing people through the word of god holiness faith and prayers countless lives have been won and transformed through this wonderful ministry now let's welcome the leader of the team reverend Evans fufi for an unadulterated word of god prophetic prayers healing and deliverance. Child of God, the peace of the Lord be with you. I'm Reverend Ivan Sophie, the voice behind this audio broadcast. Now let me show you four ways that you can do to support this program. You can first support this program and this ministry by becoming a partner. Becoming a partner is deciding on your own account, whether daily, weekly, monthly, or yearly, what you contribute to support this program. You can just do that by texting us or WhatsApping us to the number plus 233 266 plus 233 266 You can also help us by going to the Podbean app at the premium session and select one of the audios downloaded there based on the amount and the contribution you want to make. Number three, you can also send us mobile money or Momo through the number plus 233-244-183450 plus 233-244-183450 and the name on that account is Ivan Sophie, the fan of Richards. Lastly, you can also help us by sending your contribution to our PayPal account we are safe at yahoo.com. We are safe is spelled at W-I-E-S-S-E-F. W-I-E-S-S-E-F at yahoo.com. And we will have your fun. Please take note that we are not a church. We are just non-interdominational group. So we don't receive funds like the mainstream that churches receive. But we rely on the support and generous contribution like the one you are about to do to push this ministry to do more and sustain this program and sustain this ministry and preach to the kingdom. God bless you and God bless you for contributing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your holy name for another wonderful day. We thank you for your word that is the entrance that brings light. The entrance of your word that brings light. We thank you for what you are going to use your word to do in our lives. We thank you for the blessings. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the protection. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love that you have shown towards all of us. Father, we thank you for what you are yet to do in our lives. Father, we bless your holy name in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Good. Pastor child of God, the peace of the Lord be with you. God bless you for tuning in. Today, by the grace of God, we are going to continue our message. Trust in the Lord always 
and go out and light your world. Trust in the Lord always. Go out and light your world. Today we are praying and we are going to study about the weapons of our warfare and the secondary weapons of that matter. Secondary weapons. By the grace of God, God has been good to us and he has been teaching us and on his word that we stand, on his power that we stand. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 to 13, five virgins were not allowed to enter the ceremony because they did not have oil. So in our quest to know why, we were landed to the fact that Isaiah chapter 21, verse 5 says that, prepare the table, set the watchman on the tower, eat, drink, arise, you princes, and anoint the ship. We were told, we were told that shield can be anointed. Weapon for warfare can be anointed. And we were told that the two main reasons for the oil on the weapon, number one, is that the level of your anointing will determine how effective the spiritual weapon in your life or the weapons of your warfare in your life will be effective. So the weapon like the sword of the spirit can be with this person, can be with another person. But the effectiveness of the same weapon may be may differ depending on the anointing upon the person, depending on the oil upon the person, because the oil and the level of your oil will determine the effectiveness of your weapon. Then number two, we're also told that as you keep on using the weapons to fight, using the weapon to wage war, a time will come that the weapons will grow weak. But it is the oil, it is the anointing that will sharpen the weapons for you. So for these two reasons, these virgins were not allowed to enter the feast because they cannot even do a spiritual warfare. And we were told that if you're a Christian, you cannot do a spiritual warfare, you don't qualify to survive. Because since the day of John the Baptist up to now, the kingdom of God have suffered violence and violent people take it by force. If you cannot wage war, if you cannot do battle, then you don't qualify to even be in the kingdom. Precious child of God, the fact that you are not, you have not declared war against the devil doesn't mean that he will make you go scot-free. The fact that you are not fighting a spiritual battle doesn't mean that nobody will fight you. They will take and they will take from you and you have no means to recover them. It is my prayer that the hand of the Lord, the power of God will be upon you, will be upon me. May your gift be activated. May your weapons be activated. Today, I pray specifically for any gift that is dead. I pray for specifically for any gift that is not working, that is not active. Any spiritual gift is there, but because it's not working, you think you have no gift. But that gift has been in, in you has been with you for many days, for many years. So, I pray for you that any spiritual weapon, any spiritual gift, any talent that God has entrusted you with, who seem not to work, who seem not to work, come to light. May the Spirit of God, may the power of God, may the hand of God cause it to work in the name of Jesus Christ. Cause it to work in the name of Jesus. Cause it to work in the name of Jesus. Present child of God, in the previous episode, we told you that there are two types of the weapons of our warfare. We have the one that is composedly, that's the basic ones, 
The basic one is the compulsory weapons. The basic one is the primary weapon. The basic weapons, it is a requirement that every believer must have all these six basic weapons. And these six basic weapons are listed in Ephesians chapter 6. That we should have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the gospel shoe of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. All these are basic. They are basic in the sense that if you are a Christian, if you are a believer, it is a composite, it's a must that you must wear them. We are Christians, then we went to the secondary. And the secondary, we told you that there are two types of the secondary. We have the one for attacking and we have the one for defending. So we started with the one for attacking. And the one for attacking, we mentioned 10 and we discussed 10 of them to you. Number one, the name of the Lord or the name of Jesus. Number two, the blood of Jesus. Number three, the cross. Number four, your authority as a believer. Number five, the armor of light. Number six, the armor of God. Number seven, the voice of the Lord. Number eight, fasting. Number nine, binding and loosing. Number ten, prayer. Prayer. Today, by the grace of God, we'll give you the next set for the attacking weapons. The next set of the attacking weapons. The next set of the attacking weapons. The secondary weapons that are meant for attacking. Father, I pray that may your hand and may your spirit activate any gift that is dead. Any power that's supposed to be at work in the lives of your people that is not working, may you cause it to work in the name of Jesus. So Father, we are prepared to go out and light our world. We are prepared. So may you grant us the grace. May you grant us the mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. So child of God, we are starting with a weapon that we call it attacking weapon that we call it praise and worship. So number one is praise, number two is worship. Praise and worship. It is unfortunate that most of us, most believers, don't pay attention to praise and worship. Some of us think that it's something that we used to warm ourselves for the service. But hear me, child of God. Praise and worship is one of the powerful weapons that can use to attack the enemy. Praise and worship. Praise and worship is one of the weapons you can use to attack the enemy. So let's start with number one. Many people think that when we say praise, praise means that you are singing a song while you sing so, the song so fast and you dance to the Lord. That is why people define it as praise. So when you go to church, we say we are going to sing praises. So we are going to sing praises means that we are going to sing a song to the Lord that we can dance with. A, a tune to the Lord that can go so fast for us to dance with clapping. And many of us also believe that the worship is the song that goes slow. A melodious song that goes slow. And we, we close our eyes and we lift our hands up to show reverence to the Lord. That is worship. But the term praise and worship go beyond that. It goes beyond that. Pastor child of God, when you want to know what is called worship, it is completely different from what we call praise. The, when we say praise the Lord, you are appreciating God, especially using a song. It's a joyful recounting of everything God has done for you and showing gratitude for it. 
So when you are recounting what the Lord has done for you, and you are telling him that you are grateful, I'm grateful. That's what the, the, the hymn say. The hymn say, count your blessings and name them one after the other. You acknowledge God that he has given you gift of life. He has protected you. He has given you love. He has done so much for you. You don't have enough time to praise him. So you are praising him because of what he has done. We praise God by showing him gratitude for what he has done for us. By showing appreciation. By showing him true thanksgiving. That is what you have done for us. So you are sowing a seed. So whether you are sowing a seed, whether you are opening your mouth, your lips to thank him, whether you open your heart to appreciate him for what you have done, it means you are praising God. Praise is a universal thing and can be applied to anybody. Anybody who does anything good for you, somebody come and give you a gift, you can praise the person. You just acknowledge that the person has done this thing for you and you thank the person for that. You bless the person's name for that. So if you are in church and you are clapping your hands, you are there and you are dancing. Meanwhile, your heart doesn't show a heart of gratitude. Your heart doesn't show appreciation. You don't even you don't even acknowledge that God has done something for you. But because you say praises means that you should be clapping and be dancing, you take it like that. Pressure child of God, if you want to wage war in the realm of the spirit, using praises. It's one of the powerful weapons and most potent weapon. Prayer can fail, but praise can never fail. Hear me, child of God. Where prayer fails, praises can never fail. Where prayer fails, where prayer delays, praises even work faster than prayer. Okay, let me say it again. Praises work faster than prayer. Praises will always work faster than prayer. So learn how to praise the Lord. Don't just, I'm clapping my hands. I'm here. I'm in the middle of the, uh, uh, nowhere. I cannot be praying, praising God by clapping my hands at this midnight. I will disturb people. I will distract people. That is not praises. Praises is not just clapping your hands and dancing. Praises is Letting God know. Let God know what he has done for you, that you are appreciating him. Pinpoint the things to him. Father, because you have done this thing for me, Father, because you have done that, you did this, you did that, you did, and I thank you, and, I, and open your heart, and show gratitude, and show appreciation to God. That is what we call praises. That is what we call praises. And this is very powerful. When you praise the Lord, it's very powerful. Praise the child of God, some of us who are involved in deliverance, the most stubborn demons that you pray for 10 hours and the demon is not living. When you start praising God, you will not even praise God to 10 minutes. That demon will live. Why? Because as soon as you praise God, you are showing the devil. You are showing the power present. You are showing the circumstance present. The demonic back, the, the, the demon back sickness, the demon back problem that you are facing, the issue that you are facing, the battle that you are going, the, the spiritual warfare you, are, you, you find yourself in. As soon as you begin to praise the Lord and thank him, you are my keeper. You are my savior. You have kept me. Oh, you have done this thing for me. You have done this thing for me. You are, you are annoying the devil. You are annoying the devil because the devil cannot stand where somebody is praising God. Because when you praise God, it means that you are insulting him and he cannot stand. All the option that he has is that he has to leave and the problem will leave and the issue will leave. So anytime you start praising God, tell him what he has done for us, then the enemy flees. Presence God of God number two, worship. Worship, on the other hand, is different from praise in this way. Worship is you are, you are praising God or you are thanking God for who he is. This, the presence is for what he has done. 
The worship is for who he is. For who he is. That one, whether you have received a testimony, you have not received a testimony, you keep on worshiping God. You worship God, it goes deeper. Worship goes deeper than praise. Worship goes deeper than praise. And worship is something that comes from your spirit. It must come from your spirit. It must come from deep of your spirit. It, it must come and you worship God. It must be an attitude of your heart. You don't worship God because he has been good to you. You don't worship God because he has done something for you. But you worship you worship God so because of who he is. According to John chapter 4 verse 23, he said the hour is coming. John chapter 4 23, he said an hour is coming when the true worship was will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. They are not going to worship the Father for what he has done. They are going to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. They are going to worship the Father for what he has done. Precious child of God, make it a date. There are most of us, we have never, we have never met in church whereas people are worshiping and we are there. Sometimes we make it to church service in such a way that by the time we go there, the praise and the worship time has passed. But now you know, that these two are major weapons that can be used when you begin to worship God for who he is, for his majesty, for his glory, for, for who, say, who made you, Father? Who made you? Who, who created you? You start thinking about these things, you start worshiping him, thanking him for who he is. Because if he has not been on our side, grace of God, by the power of God, by his spirit, he has kept us. So we should learn how to praise him and worship him. Praise him for what he has done and worship him for who he is. And it's my prayer that as you do that, you will see that you are inviting God's presence. And as soon as the presence of God comes there, the presence of that sickness, the presence of that demon, the presence of that evil situation cannot stay there. I pray for you that may the hand of the Lord, may the spirit of the Lord be upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Presence of God number three. Who to be number 13? Number 13 is dancing. Dancing is also <laughs> a weapon. Oh, you didn't know. Dancing is also a weapon. Uh, Psalm 149, verse 3 to 9. Psalm 149, verse 3 to 9. He said, let, let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with tambourine and harp. So let them sing praise to the Lord in a dance. So remember, the one person that God loved so much was David. And because he knew how to worship God, he knew how to praise God, he knew, he knew how to dance to the Lord. We dance to the Lord to the extent that his, his, his dress removed. He was half naked, but he didn't mind because he was dancing to the Lord. Some of us, when God, we are singing to the Lord, dancing becomes difficult. As soon as you are able to move your body, that presence that is making you stiff, that presence that is holding you back, doesn't have any option than to live. Remember, First Samuel chapter 16, when an evil spirit came upon Saul, they said, let us look for somebody who can sing. Let us look for somebody who can praise the Lord. But as soon as that person comes and praise the Lord, the evil spirit departs. I pray that with these three, praising, worshiping, and dancing, May God help you. May God, may God, may God, may the hand of God come upon you in the name of Jesus. Presence of God number 14 is laughter. 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 Oh, today I'm giving you surprises. Laughter. You didn't know that laughter could also be a weapon against the devil. Presence of God, 
laughter is not only medicinal for uh, physical medicine, but spiritually, laughter is also a weapon. We have been told in Proverbs that laughter is a medicine, but laughter is also a weapon. And I can give you three scriptures, Psalm 2 verse 4 to 6, Psalm 37 verse 13, Psalm 59 verse 8. Let me repeat, Psalm 59 verse 8, Psalm 37 verse 13, and Psalm 2 verse 4 to 6. Let me start with Psalm 59 verse 8. Shout to the Lord and laugh. And laugh. Psalm 2, Psalm 2 verse 4 to 6. He that seated in the heaven shall laugh. Then the Lord shall have them in derision, and they shall, and then he shall speak unto them in his wrath, and the vast and vast them in his soul in displeasure. Yet I have I seen the kingdom of God upon the holy hill of Zion. Hallelujah. So the God Almighty, those who are seated in heaven, they laugh. When the situations are going, when the enemy is fighting you, when you are in that difficulty, you should learn how to laugh. You should learn how to laugh a holy laugh. Psalm 37 verse 13. The Lord shall laugh at them, for he see them, their day is coming. He said, Psalm 37, read the whole Psalm 37. He said, God is laughing at your enemies because he sees that their days are coming. Laughing at them alone is a weapon against them. Laughing at them alone is a sign to let them know that no matter what they do, they have already failed. President child of God, take note of this. Take note of this. That the enemy has put so much pressure on you, so much attack on you, so much attack on your business, so much attack on your, 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 your finances, so much attack on your marriage and your family. What is he expecting you to do? Because he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's expecting you to be sad. He's expecting you to be sorrowful. He's expecting you that things will not be good for you. But by the time he comes, you'll be laughing. By the time you come, he, he comes, you'll be laughing the Holy Ghost. He sits there and asks himself, why? Is my weapons not working? Yes, they are not working. Because they're laughing alone. It's a weapon. May God give you a laughter. May God make you laugh at your enemies in the name of Jesus. May you laugh at the storm. May you laugh at the storm. May you laugh at the storm. Present child of God, laughing is a sign of your faith. It's a sign that you have faith in God. It's a sign that you believe in God. It's a sign that you trust in God. It's a sign that you are saying, no matter what is happening, nothing ha will happen to me. My end is still glorious. My end is intact. No matter the situation, I can still stand it. I can still succeed. You are laughing at your problem. You are laughing at your storm. You are laughing at the enemy. And they will change their strategy because they know that it didn't work. What they did to you, it didn't work. They I expect you, by the time they come, you will be there. When they were put in prison, they were put in the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In the fire, they were praising God. In the fire, they were rejoicing. May you, may you learn how to laugh. May you learn how to rejoice in the presence of your problem. As you laugh at the problem, as, as you laugh at the problem, the storm will leave. The problem will leave in the name of Jesus. Number 15 is the hammer of God. The hammer of God. The hammer of God. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 23. How is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How is Babylon become desolate among the nations? With the hammer of God, the whole Babylon can become desolate because the hammer of God is very powerful. Daniel chapter 4 verse 21. And anyone of the God conquered Israel and he started running away. 
And when he ran away, he found himself in a tent. And at the same tent, the wife of Jair was there. And she took a hammer and she went inside and spooned this man. And the man died. The Bible says, man, why not the hammer? The word of God is like a hammer. So when the word of God is like a hammer, then you can use the hammer of God to break. The purpose of the hammer of God is to break. Anything the hammer can break. If your enemy has locked you up, if your door has locked, if the door that you are supposed to break through, the door of breakthrough, your door of marriage has been locked, you use the hammer of God to break it. I pray that from today, may you take the hammer of God with you. May you take the hammer of God with you. If you are locked up, if there's any chain, if there's any shackle that is keeping you at one place, if there's any barrier, the hammer of God can crush that barrier. The hammer of God can crush your enemy. The hammer of God is so powerful that it can crush any demon. It can crush any principality. The hammer of God can crush the power behind your sickness. The hammer of God can do many things. May you learn how to use the hammer of God. Present child of God, the next weapon, number 16, is the hornet of God. Hornet, H-O-R-N-E-T-S. Hornet, hornet, hornet of God. Hornet of God, hornet of God. A hornet is very powerful insect. When they bite you one, you are dead. There are some places that the hammer of God cannot go. There are the, some places that the fire of God cannot go. There are some places, the hole, maybe you are attacking an enemy. Who lives in a cave? Who lives in a hole? When they find themselves in the cave, when they find themselves in a home, if you're attacking a dwarf, if you're attacking a spirit that lives in mountains, that lives in a small hole, if you're attacking a spirit that is a serpent, a serpent, a power that is a serpent, they can enter a small hole. When you are using a fire, they can decide to go and hide. When you are using a hammer, they can decide to go and hide in a small hole. And when they hide, the hornet is the best weapon to release. So I've told you that using this weapon, depending upon the enemy, you are coming up against. Depend upon the situation. That will tell you the weapon to use. So in Exodus chapter 23, verse 28, God said, And I will send hornet before you, which will drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before you. Your enemies who are possessing your land, the enemies who have taken what is yours, God is releasing, God can release the weapon that is called a hornet against them. Pastor child of God, take note of this. There are some enemies that God doesn't want you to get close to them. If you are having a battle with some people, some enemies, and you get closer to them, they worry you. They will destroy you. So you need not to get closer to them. Such enemies, you need a weapon like the hornet of God. You release the hornet ahead of you. They are just insects. You release them. And who, no matter the weapon that they are holding, they may be holding sword, they may be holding javelin, no matter the weapon, when you release the hornet, how do they fight a hornet? And it's not one of them. They are, they, are, they are in a group. They are in a group and they come after them. How could they stand them? Pastor Chalo will take note of that. That when David met Goliath, David didn't want to get closer to Goliath. Because Goliath is a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous enemy that when you get closer to him, he will tear you apart. So David had to get a weapon. The weapon that Saul was proposing for David was a sword. The sword for David to go before Goliath, David must stand close to Goliath with the sword. For you to fight with the sword, you must get closer to your enemy. But there are some enemies, God doesn't want you to get closer to them. God wants you to stand afar and release the weapon. And one of the weapons that you can stand afar and release is a hornet. I pray that if you have never used this weapon before, may this weapon be activated. 
in your life in the name of Jesus. May this weapon be activated in your life in the name of Jesus. Number 17, attacking weapon number 17 is the east wind. East wind. East wind. The wind that comes from east. Present child of God, east wind is a precious and powerful weapon that God used many times in the scriptures. Remember, east wind is found in Job chapter 38 verse 24. He said, by what way? Job 38, 24. By what way is the light parted which scattered the east wind upon the earth? He's asking. The east wind has the power to scatter. When they are having meeting about you, when people meet, when demons meet and they are planning against you, you can send the east wind to scatter. If they throw any weapon at you, you can send the east wind to scatter. If they are attacking you, you can release the east wind. East wind is a powerful wind that can take the enemy by surprise. Pastor child of God, in Ezra chapter 14, the Bible says, when God was about to divide the Red Sea, he called the east wind to blow. It was the east wind that divided the Red Sea. <laughs> the east wind is so powerful that it can take a whole sea and take it to one side and hold it at the side and hold it here. It was the east wind. So learn how to release the east wind. So your weapons are too many for you. So you should know who is coming against you and you should know the kind of weapon you can you can. I pray for you that may the east wind of God separate you from, from curse. May the east wind of God separate you from demonic covenant. Let the east wind of God separate you from the attack of the enemy. Let the east wind of God, the east wind of God, carry all your problems away. Carry your issues away. Let any spiritual Red Sea standing in front of you be divided by the east wind. Let any barrier in your life that has been placed to restrict you, to refrain you, let that barrier be taken away by the east wind of God. I pray, if you have never experienced the east wind of God, in your life, may the Spirit of God start the east wind. May the east wind blow your problems away. Blow that difficulty away. Blow that the circumstance away. Any enemy who is standing in front of you, you need not to get closer to them. You can release the east wind. May the east wind take them off. May the east wind break them. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number 18. Present child of God is also the whirlwind of God. The whirlwind whirlwind, the whirlwind of God. The whirlwind of God can do a lot of things. Remember, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah was taken up by a whirlwind. <laughs> he was taken up by a whirlwind. The whole uh, chariot of fire came and took him up in a whirlwind. A whirlwind is a very powerful instrument that you can use. So, precious child of God, you know that every living thing, everything that God created, including the wind, including the air, they are at your disposal. You can command them to work for you because God has given you power over them. Jeremiah 23, 19. Jeremiah 23, 19. Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury. Even the grievous whirlwind, it shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. Oh, give a clap of fear unto the Lord. Give a clap of fear unto the Lord. Give a clap of fear unto the Lord. He said, a whirlwind has gone ahead of you. So before you get to the battle, you can release. Before you wake up in the day, you can release the, the, the whirlwind. And he said, it's so furious that the, the most powerful and the most wicked enemy, the whirlwind can carry that enemy away. May God cause that whirlwind to work for you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Nahum, Nahum chapter 1 verse 3. Nahum chapter 1 verse 3. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power 
and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord had his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and in the clouds and the dust of his feet. God has his way. May God have his way in your life. I say, may God have his way in your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Precious child of God, I want you to take you to another weapon called the wasted disease. The wasted disease. If they are troubling you, you can release the wasted disease to them. They will be wasted. According to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 20 to 23. When the wasted disease come upon them, it will curse them. It will destroy them. The wicked will be destroyed by the wasted disease. The wasted disease is a kind of weapon that comes in the form of attack. It comes in the form of boils. It comes in the form of sickness. He sent some to Egypt. In Exodus, when Pharaoh was proving stubborn, he sent sicknesses to them. They were having boils all over their body. Wasted disease, you'll be done, you'll be wasted. I pray, let any unrepentant demon, let any unrepentant enemy in your life be wasted by the wasted disease in the name of Jesus. Number 20, number 20 is confusion. Confusion is another weapon. Whatever people have teamed up against you, Whatever the enemy have teamed up against you, whatever those who are coming against you, it's not one person, but they're in a group. The best weapon to use is confusion. The best weapon to use is confusion. They, because when before they come against you, they must agree. Hear me, child of God. The devil has read the quotation in Genesis chapter 11. In Genesis chapter 11, God says that where two or three will come together with one mind. Nothing can stop them. So when people come together, they become powerful. When they come together, they become powerful. In the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11, people came together and they wanted to build a tower to glorify themselves. But God came from heaven and said, the way they are united, the way they have become one-minded and with one heart, nothing can stop them. Prayer cannot stop them. Your prayer cannot stop them. You, nothing can stop them unless you confuse them. Unless you confuse them. So God confused them and they scattered. Sometimes you have to confuse the enemy in the office, in your home, in the workplace. If your enemies have teamed up, if they are coming together because they are in one agreement, you have to know how to release confusion. May they be confused. When they are confused, they will scatter. When they are confused, they will never agree. When they are confused, they will never stand together. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 20. Deuteronomy 28, verse 20. The Lord shall send upon a cursing and visitation and rebuke in all that set their hand upon what you do until they are destroyed. Because until they perish quickly, because the wicked is doing this thing where he has not been forsaken. Where God sent confusion among your enemy. Some time ago, they met and they were taking decision how to destroy the apostles. While they, they were taking the decision, one of them, one other stood up and said, brethren, why do we have to hate them? If they are not from God, let them be. If they are not from God, they, they, they will not last. And they, they stop planning. While they meet and they are planning about you, may God bring somebody out of them who will bring confusion, who will disagree, who will disagree. When they meet to agree to destroy you, remember that to get Jesus Christ, the Hebrews and the Romans have to come together in an agreement. They met and in the agreement, Judas Iscariot was invited. If the meeting was scattered, there was no time that they could have arrested Jesus. I pray for you. When they meet, where two or three will meet in your name? Where two or three will meet in the name of your family? Where two or three will meet in the name of your children? Where two or three will meet because of you? May God confuse them. May God confuse them. May God confuse them. When Pharaoh decided to chase his, the two people of God, 
In Ezra chapter 40, verse 40, God sent confusion. God confused the chariots. God confused their riders to delay them. In the name of Jesus, may anybody who is waging war over you be confused. Number 21 is the call of fire. Call of fire is very powerful. The reason, the difference between coal of fire and a fire is that fire can burn for a short time, but coal of fire can burn for years and it's still burning. Coal of fire is that when the fire is like a charcoal, when the fire is inside, it takes a long time. You may think there's no fire, but it will take a long time and it can burn anything. It can even burn a metal. It can even turn a metal because the coal of fire, you will not see the flames going up. But the coal is inside. And this one can be found in Psalm 18. Psalm 18. The Psalm 18. Psalm 18 verse 8 to 3. The coal, let's say, in the mouth of God is the coal of fire. In the coal of fire. Psalm 18 verses 12. And the brightness that was before him, a thick crapass, a hailstones, and coal of fire. Then the Lord also tended in heaven, and the height gave his voice, and hail of stone, and coal of fire. When God speaks, what comes from his mouth is a coal of fire. I pray that may you release the coal of fire. May you release the coal of fire. If the enemy has been attacking you for so long a time, you need something that will last. You need a weapon that will last. You give him the coal of fire and they cannot stand. The same place, Psalm 18, verse 8 up to 13, also give us another weapon, which is weapon number 22, attacking weapon. We call it the smoke from the nostrils of God, the smoke from the nostrils of God, the smoke from the nostrils of God, the smoke from the nostrils of God. According to Psalm 18, when God is angry, smoke comes from his nostrils. Thick smoke comes from his nostrils. Personal child of God, anywhere there's a hole, anywhere there's air, smoke can go there. So if your enemy thinks that they can hide from you, release the smoke from the nostrils of God and they can hide no more because wherever they go, the smoke from the nostrils of God, except they will not breathe air. So far they want to breathe air, the smoke can enter there and bring them out. I pray that any power that is hiding, may the smoke from the nostrils of God be released against them. Job chapter 4 verse 9. By the blast of God, Job 4, 9, by the blast of God, they perish. And by the breath of his nostrils, they are consumed. The breath from his nostrils, the smoke from his nostrils alone can consume your enemy. What is your problem? What is your worry? These are these weapons are available, just that you don't use them. May you activate the smoke. May you one day try and use the smoke from the nostrils of God. Psalm 18, verse 8. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth that devoured the enemy. So the fire from his nostrils, the smoke from his nostrils, they are possible for devouring them. Number 23 is the lighting of God. Lightning, lightning, lightning and tender. God can tender your enemy, especially powers that lives in the atmosphere, powers that lives in the air, any power of the air, any prince of the air, any demon that assemble in the skies, that assemble in the space, God lightning can strike them down. So depending on the enemy you are coming against, lightning of God is in Revelation chapter 8 verse 5. An angel of the Lord, Revelation 8 5, and the angel took the censer and fill it with fire of the altar, and cast it out on the earth. And there were voices, and thundering, and lightning, and the earthquake. According to Psalm 8, when we pray, the prayers go before God, and the angels will burn them with a golden censer. 
and incense. And when they fill them with fire on the altar of God, then after that, the answer of the prayers will come in the form of lightning. So, Pastor Shadow God, your prayer, your prayer, the reward of your prayer, the results of your prayer, when it's coming, it comes in the form of voices. It comes in the form of tendering. It comes in the form of lightning. And it comes in the form of earthquake. All these weapons are available unto you. I pray that. May you start using this weapon. May you start using this weapon. Weapon number 24 is a net of God. Net. Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 13. When your enemies want to flee, you can net them. You can use the net of God to catch them. In the name of Jesus, I pray that when they gather, while they are having the meeting, may the net of God be thrown against them. Ezekiel 12 13. My net also will spread upon them. And he shall be taken in my snare. And I will bring them to Babylon, to the land of the Chaldeans. Yet he shall not see it, though he shall die there. He shall not see it. May the net of God that come unseen, the invisible net of God, be thrown and arrest your enemies and arrest any power that has waged war against you. I pray that may this net be released in the name of Jesus. Hosea chapter 7 verse 12. Hosea 7, 12, when they shall go, I will spread my net upon them and I'll bring them down as fowls in the heaven, wherever they run to. Sometimes the net becomes very necessary. There are some enemies. Anytime we wait war on them and they realize that the battle is getting tougher, they, they flee. They withdrew. They decide to, to retreat. When they retreat, now that they will not come again, then they, they will become. There will be peace for you for some time. And you realize that the same problem is coming back because you refuse to arrest them with the net of God. When they are fleeing, when they are running away, may the net of God arrest them. I say, may the net of God arrest them. May the net of God arrest them. Any problem that has become a cycle, it goes and comes back. When the enemy realizes that the problem is getting too difficult for them, they flee, they retreat. But they say, anybody who runs, leave to fight again. So they retreat and regroup themselves and come back. So you realize that in the Bible, every year, every time they were under attack and the God will send somebody, will defeat the enemy, the people will sin again. That I pray that any problem now has become a cycle in your life. May the net of God, may the net of God, listen to Hosea 7, 12. Wherever they will go, I will spread my net upon them. I will bring them down as the fowls of the heaven and I will chastise them and their congregation will hear it. I pray that wherever anybody has run to, any enemy who is running because of the fire, may the net of God arrest them. When we reach the fire, some may run away, but may the net of God arrest them in the name of Jesus. I say, may the net of God arrest them in the name of Jesus. Let me give you the last one, 26. The last one is the snow of God. Snow, 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 snow. When we are in any part of Africa, when you talk about snow, you don't understand. But those who live in other areas that they experience snow, you they know the power of snow. It can easily kill you. Presence of God, depending on the enemy you are facing, God can send his snow, snow, snow to catch them, to catch them, to freeze them. They can be freezed. They can be freezed. They can be freezed that they cannot move in the name of Jesus. Job chapter 20, 38, Job 38, verses 22 to 23. Job 38, verses 22 to 23. Thou has entered into the treasures of the snow. Or have you seen the treasures of the hail, which have reserved against the time of trouble and against the day of battle and war? God has reserved some snow. 
God has reserved some hills that at the time of battle and in the time of war, it can be released. You have been allowing this weapon rusting. They are there. You don't use them. You can use the snow of God to catch the enemy, to cripple them. Because at the time of battle and the time of war, the snows are very available for you. May you learn how to use them. May you learn how to use them. May you learn how to use them. Pastor Child of God, I have over 100 and over lists of these weapons. But at least, learn how to use these 26. May God bless you. All these weapons are good when you are attacking. In the next episode, we'll go into the weapon that you can use to defend yourself. The weapon that you can use to protect yourself. May God help you. There are many weapons. The angels of God are there. Many weapons. Many weapons you can use. Don't stick to fire. Don't stick to the blood of Jesus alone. There are weapons. If your enemies are in the caves, you, the smoke of God, smoke them out. Smoke them out. If you want to catch them, release the hornet of God against them. And may the hand of the Lord come upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Any battle that has been drawn in my life, say with me, say any battle that has been drawn in my life, because you have trained my hands for battle, and you have prepared my hands for war, and you have made me your battle axe. Father, hold me as your axe. Use me to break. Use me to break. Use me to destroy. Use me to bring down anything that is not from you and use me to build. Use me to renovate what is yours in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you that today you have opened up to me more than 26 weapons that I can use attacking the enemy. Father, let these weapons not depart from my lips. As and when I open my mouth, release these weapons. I enter into the armory of God this day. I enter into the armory of God this day. And I activate the praise as a weapon. Worship as a weapon. Dancing as a weapon. The call of fire. The lighting of God. The smoke from the nostrils of God. The snow of God. The net of God. I activate all these weapons. I am myself. With all this weapon, I am myself with the wasted disease. I am myself with the east wind of God. I am myself with the whirlwind of God. I am myself with the hornet of God. I am myself with the hammer of God. I am myself with laughter. I am myself with your presence. Father, I bless you and I thank you that from today, as I begin to use this weapon, may your glory be seen. Let your power be seen in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for the lives of all these people under the sound of my voice. Father, we have taken time to let your people know that the battle and the weapons of our warfare, they are not canna. These weapons are not canna. These weapons are not physical weapons at all. But they are mighty because they are through you. These weapons cannot work without you because these weapons are in your armory that are taken by the angels and people who want to wage war against the devil. Situations, circumstances that you are facing, Father, direct us to the right weapon to be used in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that may you increase them, may you increase the anointing, may you anoint these weapons for them, and may you release these weapons for them, may you make these weapons available for them in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that as you are giving us this weapon, may the enemy free, may we be able to stand on our feet, May we be able to be used to conquer and destroy the work of the enemy. May you use us to build 
may you use us to renovate for our family and for mankind and for your kingdom. We bless you that you have made us the warriors at these last days. We pray that you fight for them. You fight every battle with them. Your presence will always go with them. Your presence will always stand behind them. Your presence will always stand by them when they are waging war. I protect your children from any attack that enemy will come against them in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we bless you and we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Blessed child of God, the peace of the Lord be with you. I'm Reverend Evans Fufi, the voice behind this audio broadcast. Now let me show you four ways that you can do to support this program. You can first support this program and this ministry by becoming a partner. Becoming a partner is deciding on your own account, whether daily, weekly, monthly, or yearly, what you contribute to support this program. You can just do that by texting us or whatsapping us to the number plus 233 plus 233-2666-85623. You can also help us by going to the Podbean app at the premium session and select one of the audios downloaded there based on the amount and the contribution you want to make. Number three, you can also send us mobile money or Momo through the number plus 233-244-183450 plus 233-244-183450 and the name on that account is Ivan Sophie, the fan of Richards. Lastly, you can also help us by sending your contribution to our PayPal account, WeAreSafe at Yahoo.com. WeAreSafe is spelled at W-I-E-S-S-E-F. W-I-E-S-S-E-F at Yahoo.com. And we'll have your fun. Please take note that we are not a church. We are just non-interdominational group. So we don't receive funds like the mainstream that churches receive. But we rely on the support and generous contribution like the one you are about to do to push this ministry to do more and sustain this program and sustain this ministry and preach to the kingdom god bless you and god bless you for contributing in the name of jesus amen We trust that you have been blessed through our administration. For prayer and counseling, kindly call 0244-183450 or 0266-685623. The numbers again, 0244-183450 or 0266-685623. God bless you and see you next time. Oh